The world's biggest fart championship in India fails after none of the contestants pass wind. And there's some anger as Indonesia moves to criminalize sex outside of marriage. And then masturbation lessons for six-year-olds are being taught in schools in England. And it's causing outrage. Everybody's outraged these days. I'm even outraged once in a while. And I'm the host of Weird AF News. I am not impervious to outrage. Oh, yes! Uh... Welcome to Weird AF News. This is the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. I'm your host, Jonesy. Let's get right into it. Weird AF News, where we've got your daily dose of weird. A fart championship in India falls flat after the participants failed to pass wind. A fart competition that was held in Surat in India, touted as the country's first ever fart competition. <laughs> Yeah, give it to give it to Weird AF News to cover fart competitions in India. <laughs> I've never even covered a fart competition story on the show. Why not do one from India? You know, of all the fart competitions all over the world, you know, India's got to be the the one of the worst, right? One of the best. That Indian food will really run right through you. Well, this one turned out to be a massive fail as only 3 participants were able to overcome fart shyness and take a shot at the trophy. These three participants, however, failed to pass the test as they could not find the courage to pass wind. It's a high-pressure situation, though, right? While 60 people had registered to display their farting prowess in letting out the longest, the loudest, and most musical farts, only 20 of them turned up. This was all to take place at a banquet hall. You know, because when you think of fart competition, you're like, yeah, banquet hall. That's where we should have it. Why not a theater if you're going to test how loud they are and how musical the farts are? Funny, these fart categories that you would judge. If I was running a fart competition, would I have? So definitely the longest would be a category. Um, Loudest, for sure. Most musical? Eh, okay. I can see that, I suppose. I, I mean, I don't know how you purposely make your fart musical, but I mean, if you have some kind of skill, some lower intestinal skill like that, if you can play your rectum like a trumpet or something, I mean, all power to you right there. I was surprised that there's no smell as part of the category. Maybe you have like some judges that are official smellers. They kind of linger in the area. Ooh, what a bad job. You'd have to pay me a lot of money to be a fart championship smell judge. Well, apparently there's people that are having fart shyness. I, I don't really suffer from that. Um, I'm pretty comfortable. I can. I don't know. You get older and you're like, yeah, well, I'm farting. I'm doing it. I'm not going to hold it in anymore. It just causes me consternation. On dates and stuff, you know, I, then I have to try and hold it in, of course, you know. At least the first date. The second date, I'm like, ah, you're game. I'm game. No holds barred. You're going to get it. (laughs) So according to the organizer of the fart competition, only three farters took the stage in front of 70 people along with media, and they all failed to perform. Can you imagine being one of those people attending a fart competition? You must have nothing going on in your life that day. 70 people showed up. None of the trophies were distributed as there were no winners. 
The particip- here's a quote. The participants were reluctant to go on stage as they were possibly shy and had inhibitions due to the presence of the news media and the photographers in the crowd. Well, what did you expect? You're in a big-time national fart championship. You think there's going to be no people there? Nobody taking photos? No media? Come on, man. Nobody waving lighters like they're at a Pearl Jam concert? I don't know. They didn't even go on stage, though. I got I to gotta question the professionalism of these fart championship participants for sure. It's probably their first one ever. You know, their their family probably told them one day, hey, look, at, I think you got what it takes to be in that championship, man. You were ruining all of our dinners. <laughs> but man, it takes a little bit more to be a, a, a participant in a fart championship. You got to do that shit on command. You can't just occasionally fart around the family. That's That's not enough. The participants were reluctant to go on stage. They even roped, roped in a firm to build a special device to measure the fart parameters. So they had built a device to measure the fart. I hope that becomes an app that I could download someday. I would like to play with that and see what that's all about. Well, Jonesy, are you really that immature? Yeah, I am that immature that I would download a fart parameter measuring tool and then, you know... See how I stand up against the competition. Unfazed by the failure of this event, the organizer of the event says he plans to hold the competition in Mumbai, complete with chambers to allow participants to pass wind without the glare of the audience. Oh, well, I think you need to see these people, man. I don't, I don't want to go to a fart competition and then I can't even see the farters. They're in a chamber. You could go in there and make more noises with your mouth. Just like, you know, that was a terrible impression of a fart noise, but I could do it, but I'm just not going to stoop to that level. Uh, yeah, I want to see the participants. And by the way, when you're in a fart competition, is it pants down, pants up? How does this work? Naked bare ass? I think, if, you know, having a naked bare ass gives you a better chance of having a musical fart, personally. Then the article ends by identifying the three fartists. That's what they call them, fartists, F-A-R-T-I-S-T-S, fartists, who took the stage over the weekend. Well, I don't think you even need to name them. There's no glory in that. They didn't even participate, for real. I mean, that's not... Come on. Let's get real here. Yeah, fart championships. Now, imagine a time when Jonesy has the budget to travel all over the world and... and attend the fart championships and interview the contestants. Now, now we're taking Weird AF News to a whole new level. How do we do that, guys? By, by donating to the Patreon. <laughs> Send Jonesy to Mumbai for the next fart competition by going to patreon.com slash News. <laughs> That's ridiculous. So Indonesia moves to criminalize sex outside of marriage because they're living in the 1600s, apparently. I was just in Indonesia. So this article really jumped out at me. I was in Bali. Um, So rights groups say that Indonesia's proposed criminal code violates the rights of many people, including women, religious minorities, lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender people. Millions of Indonesians may find themselves at risk of being prisoned as the country moves to pass a new sweeping criminal code that would would outlaw sex outside of marriage. Rights groups have widely condemned the proposed criminal legislation, which also introduces heavy penalties for insulting the president. 
How dare you insult the president? What if you insult the president while having non-marital sex? Yeah. Does it feel good, girl? Does it feel good? Does it feel better than our ugly president? And it sets restrictions around contraception and even abortions. Oh, this is a big step back in the culture, I gotta say. Indonesia's penal codes date back to the Dutch colonial era. But critics say the new 628-article revision tramples basic freedoms. The laws look set to be adopted later this month after Parliament and the government reportedly agreed to a, to a draft on Wednesday. Oh boy, this is, a, this is not good. Under the proposed laws, unmarried couples who live together as a husband and wife could be jailed for six months or face a fine of 10 million rupiah, which is $1,000. A prosecution can proceed if a village chief who heads the lowest tier of government files a complaint with the chief and parents or children of the accused do not object. Parents, children, and spouses can also lodge a complaint. The inclusion of the new power for village chiefs was warranted because the victim of adultery is also society, says the politician. Can't say the name. The Institute for Criminal Justice Reform said millions of Indonesians could be ensnared by these new laws. Ooh, good word, ensnared. I love that. I'm going to use that more often. You might be ensnared by this new law if you're having non-marital sex. It noted a study indicating that actually 40% of Indonesian adolescents engage in premarital sexual activity. Yeah, no shit. The whole world is engaging in premarital sexual activity. Indonesia, where have you been? And, and by the way, why do you want to stop this? What's so bad about it? Who cares? It's sex, okay? What is the big deal? Now, this article came out about five days ago, and then yesterday I came across an article that said, Bali reassures the Australian tourists that no sex ban here after holiday cancellations. So Bali tourism, no, Bali is where I went. Um, the officials have moved to hose down reports that the Indonesian government will impose a ban on premarital sex that could result in jail time for offenders, including tourists. So Bali is a very common destination for Australians to uh, unwind. Also people in Singapore as well, which is where I traveled to when I went to Bali. Um, the Bali Hotels Association is letting the tourists all know, stay calm and continue your activities, your planned activities per usual meaning your sex in our hotels. This is after reports that Australians were canceling their holiday plans in Bali because of the sex ban, which I would as well. I'm not going to go to a country where I can't have premarital sex. What are you, crazy? The Adultery Act. I do not like adultery acts at all. And by the way, I'm glad I squeezed in my Bali trip before this because I had sex on that island. I sure did. Had sex all over the place over there. <laughs> Not ashamed of it. Hey, man, have you seen those mermaids? They're freaking hot, man. What are you... <laughs> I was like, hey, baby, why don't you meet me on that reef over there? <laughs> what does it say about having sex with mermaids? Nothing. I don't see anything about that in the adultery act. Once again, a culture that's just living in the past. The world is filled with places like this. Most of them are Muslim countries. Sorry to say it, guys, but you, the Muslims, you, just, you need to drop this hang-up that you have about sexuality. You really do. It's very unhealthy. It, and it's not, you're not making any progress anywhere. 
And I feel so terrible for the women who are the victims of all of these laws. You know, in the contraception and the abortion situation. I mean, it's just stepping back in time, you know. I want to see the women of the world moving forward. Um, but these governments, uh, they're not allowing that, some of them. And it's a shame. It really is. I have this to say about my Indonesian women. As I say to women who are being persecuted all over the world, please come to America. We will open our arms to the beautiful women of Indonesia. Um, yes, absolutely. Come over here. You can have all the premarital sex that you want. <laughs> Do you want my address? <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, I'm an upstanding citizen of the community, and I want to keep it that way. Yeah, maybe not. Yay! Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So masturbation lessons for six-year-olds at schools in England is causing outrage. I wasn't going to cover this story because I think it's going to be sad, but it's, it's just so bizarre and I... And it's, I think it's going to be very controversial, something that we could all have a discussion over because, um, you know, when it comes to educating our children, I think people have varying views. Uh, this is out of London. Children as young as six years old are being taught about touching or stimulating their own genitals as part of classes that will become compulsory in hundreds of primary schools. Some parents believe that these lessons, which are part of a controversial new sex and relationship teaching program called All About Me, are sexualizing their young children. Absolutely. Six, you're teaching a six-year-old about touching themselves in a classroom? I mean, I, I don't know. This doesn't seem proper. I'm not saying don't teach the children this sort of stuff. I'm just saying, is the class the, the place to go to do this? In a room full of children and you, it's kind of a stranger teaching you these things? I don't know about this. One couple told... The media, how they were so disturbed that they withdrew their sons from lessons at a school where the program was being taught. All About Me is the program, and it's being rolled out across 241 primary schools. And it could be adopted all over the country as early as next year as the government overhauls its relationship and sex education program. Family campaigners and religious groups warned that vague guidelines issued by the Department of Education meant that schools could soon be providing sexual material to young children that many parents would consider inappropriate. Even politicians who supported the legislation expressed concern. Here's a quote from one of these politicians. I and many other parents would be furious at completely inappropriate sexual matters being taught to children as young as six years old. These classes go way beyond the guidance the government is producing and are effectively sexualizing very young children. Pretty good English accent, I'd say. Right, guys? Give me like a three out of five. Documents obtained by the media detail how All About Me classes involve pupils aged between six and ten being told by teachers that there are, quote, rules about touching yourself. And an explanation of, quote, rules about self-stimulation. Rules. See, that's the other thing. I mean, mm, okay, so it's one thing to agree whether or not the children should be taught by a teacher in a public school about sexual stuff and masturbating, touching yourself, etc. 
Then there's another argument, even if you agree with that, that, that it should be taught or it's okay. There's another argument on how you go about it, what sort of rules should be taught. And everybody has a different attitude on this. What's normal sexual behavior for some is not normal sexual behavior for others. There's a whole range of things going on here. Sexuality is a complete range of behaviors and exceptions and boundaries. And I mean, so you could argue, even if you're going to allow it, like what, what kind of boundaries are you uh, putting out there? What are you saying is permissible to the kids and what is not permissible? What is not polite? What's an activity that should be done alone? What's an activity that should never be, never be done with others? I don't know. There's like so many things here. The article says, As part of the government's reforms, all primary schools will be required to teach compulsory relationships education starting next September. So a year from now. It includes topics about families, friendships, online relationships, privacy, and being safe. Sex education tailored to the needs of their pupils is also recommended... But not mandatory. Self-stimulation appeared in the five in the year five lesson plans, and it was not in the non-compulsory sex education element of the program. Uh, this is what's alarming people. Uh, the article goes on to give some quotes from parents who are just not pleased with this. It's very controversial. Of course, it's very important to educate children on sexuality and now possibly at a younger age than ever in our history because of the uh, accessibility of porn online, which uh, has created a, a situation where you kind of want to beat them to the punch, in my opinion. In other words, you know the kids are going to discover the porn at some point. They're going to see something. Even if you make all preparations on their phone or whatever to not see it, they're going to hang out with another child that doesn't have these sort of boundaries that you set because other parents aren't on top of the shit. So your child is going to eventually see it and it's going to be younger than you expect. So you got to beat it, beat them to the punch and have some conversation about it, I think, in my opinion. And I think that's something that the parents should do and I don't think the school should do. Um, if the school needs to get involved in this, then I think private conversations with parents urging them to begin discussions like this, just in case you come across parents who just don't know, they're first-time parents and they're, they're a little out of touch with what's going on. You know, you always meet those parents that are a little out of touch, you know. They're like, wow, there's porn on the phone? I didn't know that. What the hell is a Tinder? Uh, isn't that used for lighting fires? So, like, you know, you're going to have dumb parents out there because you don't require... There's no testing to, the, to people who can become parents. Anyone can just become a parent. You got morons out there. And these morons may not know that, hey, your kid is uh, five years old watching porn. Like, I, you know, access to such things is available. And you got dummies out there who are tr being parents. And so, you know, these people need to be informed probably that, hey, now's a good time to begin these kinds of discussions because you really want to get it early in the game these days because the, pornogra the pornography is... is is there and these kids are experimenting in sexuality a lot earlier than they used to in my opinion you know i don't have kids I, i'm just i'm just making an educated judgment from my you know my observation of the culture so i think it's important to um to have that discussion the school having it with you in a public setting there with other kids in the classroom eh probably pretty inappropriate but that's just my opinion perhaps you can sway me otherwise call weird af news let us know what you think about this, especially if you're a parent. 646-450-2012.
You can email me, funnyjones at gmail.com. Please call in if you're actually one of these parents in the UK who has to go through this. Oh, I would love to hear from someone like that. That'd be outstanding. Um, and besides, I love that accent. Right, guys? All right. Hey, fellow weirdos, it's Jonesy, the host of Weird AF News. Thanks for listening to the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, thank you to all of those of you who reached out, sent me articles. Um, I'm sorry I haven't been able to publish a lot of your calls or read your emails, but I'm still traveling. I'm in New York City, and uh, so just putting out the podcast itself takes a, a, a bit of timing and effort. i got to do it when I'm alone at the apartment that I'm staying at, which is not always the case, and um, it can be loud here, so i got to kind of pick my spots and squeeze in the podcasts when I can. Um, but I'll be going up to Boston to visit family, and it'll be very chill up there. I'll be very bored out of my mind eventually, and then we can get back to publishing your calls and reading your emails and all of that. But please, keep them coming. I so enjoy hearing from you. I mean, it makes me all warm and fuzzy inside. It really does. Um, and it lets me know that uh, you're enjoying the content and that I'm doing something good in the world, finally, with my life. <laughs> no, there was the time I was uh, an after-school daycare counselor, and I, th- I think I influenced a few kids to... Uh, you know, follow their dreams, maybe. I don't know. Um, if you guys happen to be in the Northeast, I'm doing shows in New York City and Boston, and so reach out to me. Let me know you're in the area. We'll get you out to a show. Uh, you can find all those details on my Instagram, at Funny Jones. Funny Jones, yeah, like Funny Bones, but with a J. You can also reach me on Twitter, at Funny Jones, and on Facebook, it's Comedian Jonesy. Check out my Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Weird AF News. And join the little crew that we have on there that have become patrons. A little over 30 of us that are enjoying extra content and uh, sending me some private messages. We're having a good time on there. Uh, yeah, and you get some, uh, you get bonus episodes and all that stuff. Oh yeah, baby. So check that out, patreon.com slash weirdafnews. And thanks again for putting up with me. Appreciate you.